Hello, hello everyone. This is David Jagno with UploadVR.com coming at you live with the VR download here today on this wonderful Thursday. Today we're going to be talking about a lot of VR games. There's a lot of news to cover today. We have an exciting topic to cover and I'm joined by two wonderful, beautiful, amazing people also from UploadVR. Hello, Zena and Jamie. How are you doing? Yeah, good. It is a wonderful Thursday. Oh, thank God it's Thursday. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Thursday, everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah did you, you know? Um, I'm doing pretty well, and um, I think we should all take a moment to celebrate. Um, it's essentially been uh, a year since uh, lockdown, basically. That's, uh, oh, my God. That, that's how long it's been. And um, that, makes, that makes, like, this the like the most social interaction I've had all year has been inside this room. Oh my God, you're so like, right. Like my closest that's to actual accurate, <laughs> That is a pretty accurate thing to say, yeah. Climb 2 is is a, is a game a lot of people are talking about. Um, it's, already, it's already being talked about in chat, so why don't we go ahead and we'll just dive into what we've been playing. Um, but I'll save the Climb 2. I'm going to save it. So, Zena, what have you been playing? Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Well, actually, um, it's more about what I've been viewing, and that's that's most mostly great. Um, and Jamie, you've been playing a lot of it. I've seen a lot of gameplay about it. Um, it looks pretty darn good. And yeah. just just coincidentally, it is our access game for this month. Our upload access game. Mm. Well, what what is pray pray tell? Well, what is upload mm. access? I'm glad you asked, David. I'm I'm really glad you asked. Upload Access is uh, a new thing uh, that we launched on Monday. The idea being that once a month we take an upcoming VR game and we dedicate a month to covering that game down to the very tiny details, getting you really, really cool exclusive content, uh, talking to the developers, learning a bit more about the game, learning a bit more about the studios, uh, and and doing some really cool kind of cover feature stuff uh, for games. So yeah, our our first game of the month is uh, Wraith: The Oblivion Afterlife from Fast Travel Games, uh, set in the World of Darkness universe. Uh, the game is coming out next month on the Oculus Rift and the Oculus Quest, and then in May it's coming to Steam VR, and then a little later on down the line it's coming to PSVR. Uh, but this week we had the chance to go hands on with it. We've got um, We've got the video version of our preview running on Stevie the TV right now, um, and this is this is this is good. I, I I was pleasantly surprised playing this demo in in some strange ways because, as we all know, regular viewers will know, Jamie Felton, VR coward, cannot handle <laughs> cannot handle VR horror to save his life. Admitted a very high piercing shriek at a specific point in resident evil 7 playing through that that i i didn't even know i could reach that tone when i when i screamed <laughs> oh my god yeah i was in the room when i that think happened. i heard you from america oh. yeah yeah there was some, there was some window shattering in san francisco i believe um so the idea with rafe though is that yeah it's a horror game it's scary there's going to be bits that make you jump and whatnot but they're not like putting their foot down on all of those elements they're not uh they're not making it so like masochistically, insanely scary that you can't handle it. There are the team at Fast Travel are going for <laughs> tension, that. and the, these guys that. right here, <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, yeah, well, that's, uh, that, that's the funny thing about it is that these guys originally made Apex Construct and the Curious Tale of the Stolen Pets, which is arguably VR's most pleasant game. And now they're making a game where you see dead bodies hanging from trees, which is quite funny. Um, we call that range. <laughs> that's what that's called. Mm, a very diverse okay. range indeed. So, yeah, you, you die in Wraith. No, it's not spoilers. It's a thing that happens right at the start of the game. And you come back in the afterlife as a Wraith. Um, and you okay. have like, you have like your own set of, uh, powers and skills and you return to the Barclay mansion, uh, where you died to find out why you died, what was going on with other people in the mansion. Uh, fast travel gave us access to the first hour of the game, uh, which kind of gives you a, a good feel for the mood, the atmosphere and some of the mechanics going on. Uh, it's a very narrative driven game. So as you're exploring the mansion, you'll be getting like, like these ghostly, uh, silhouettes, of you know what you uh, the the conversations people are having surrounding your death and, and what led to it, um, and then it's also yeah kind of a stealth game. You have these things called specters, which are also kind of dead people that are more deadly than you. I call them deadly dead people. Oh man, and that yeah, thing they, was terrifying. They like, yeah, mm. so they 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 are in certain areas of the game. You have to avoid them, like kind of lean around pillars and stuff. Really, you know, literally leaning into all that stuff that makes VR horror work really really well. Um, but like I said, it's not it's not huge on jump scares. The jump scares that are in the first hour, it's not like a door slams and then a violin goes really, really loud all of a sudden somewhere and you don't want to play anymore. It's like you'll see like a momentary flash in the corner of like maybe like a body or something. Yeah, yeah. We, one. Yeah, we might yeah, we might see it if we get to the end. It's uh, it's a very kind of calculated, interesting approach to horror that I really, really liked because essentially it meant I could play it. And that's important <laughs> for me because horror aside, Wraith is a game that I've, I know I've always wanted to play and I, I found it manageable so far. I found it really tense. I found it really suspenseful, but I've never found it really, really overwhelming, which was I was, yeah, I was worried that yeah. was going to happen, right? Um, so yeah, it's, it's promising. Fast Travel said that what I've seen so far is maybe about 20% of the game. So I would imagine that people will probably be able to run through it maybe in, you know, like five hours, maybe six to seven. Um, and okay. it, it was all very simple introductory stuff. Like the, the stealth element that's in the demo is not hard. It's very scripted, but there's, there's hints about deeper gameplay to come throughout. Like there's broken glass on the mansion floor. And if you step on it, it crunches. So, you know, that you, you have to avoid that to make sure that, uh, specters don't hear you and then there's also like wardrobes to hide in and one of your powers will allow you to like walk through walls one of the powers we're seeing right now lets you burn through vines so there's kind of a metroidvania element going on to it it's pretty promising i'm i'm pretty excited about it and i'm not i'm not just saying that uh because it's our upload access game of the month which i am very very <laughs> excited about um you i mean david you know you both know actually that i I said this was one of my most anticipated VR games of the year, and so far I think it's it's shaping up pretty well. Yeah, and also just um, as a point to emphasize for people, um, you know, this game was picked for upload access before you ever played the demo. So it's not like oh, true, you played very, the demo and realized it was pretty good, and then we decided to feature it. This This is a game people are excited about, and so we decided that it was worth our time to invest a month of coverage and, um, you know, fingers crossed, kind of turned out like you like it. So hopefully it is a good game. Uh, but, you know, this upload access works a lot like a magazine cover reveal, like Game Informer or, um, you know, these things are planned in advance. And so, um, you know, the game being something you like isn't 
uh, necessarily a given. So um, it's mm-hmm. uh, pretty promising. And what you described, I would say, sounds a lot more involved and a lot more, um, you know, robust than a lot of Quest games, especially. Um, yeah, you sure. know, what, what you described is something you might see out of a PSVR game or a PC VR game, but. It seems like Quest is missing a lot of these heavy narrative, six plus hour long um, adventures. So um, that's that's pretty awesome. And you know, I like spooky yeah. stuff, so I'm I'm excited. Yeah, and 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 a couple of other things to say about it is first of all, if you were watching on the TV just then, everything uh, you saw from that preview was on Quest Two. So I have to say, the game looks really good running mm. on Quest Two. I think it's definitely one of, nice. if not the best, Quest Two looking games I've seen. Um, you, you. I was crouching in that bit, G Dog, Cheeseburger, and Smash Reality. I'm, I'm. You're not a short ghost. You have to crouch sometimes <laughs> to get through areas. <laughs> I mean, I probably am a pretty short ghost as well, but I'd still need to crouch. So that's why I was uh, on the floor just then. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's coming out next month, um, and we have loads of coverage about it this month. Uh, come back tomorrow. We'll be talking to the developers about how they approached horror in the game. Next week, I believe we're going to debut some exclusive gameplay, which is very, very exciting. Yep. Have a uh, look we're at talking... who are fast, fast travel games. Yep, yeah, that's on. Uh, that's the week after, or the the week. That's on the, uh, the same week. I've, I've got the whole okay, schedule yeah. here. Lay it out for Xena. <laughs> All right, on the fifth, we have got taking VR horror beyond jump scares. On the eighth, um, we have got gameplay um, for the powers of a wraith. Uh, on the eleventh, who are fast travel games? On the fifteenth, we are looking at. Uh, bring the world of darkness to VR. On the 22nd, we've got gameplay commentary uh, of oh. the powers of a wraith. And on the 29th, we are looking at the art of wraith. Yeah, good stuff. And there might be there might be a few other things. We I don't know yet, but it'd be cool to have mm. fast travel in here. If you guys want to ask some questions, maybe that's something we could uh, we could do. But I'm looking forward to that. Whatever happens, it's gonna yeah, be a good month. Yeah, yeah, sure. Hello, so Grounded Pilot. Hello, Luca, G-Dog, Smash Reality, Paradise Decay. Hello, everybody. Um, also, quick Whoa. point you, you brought up is that um, this is a World of Darkness game, uh, which mm-hmm. is yep. the same universe as Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. And uh, what, what's the new one that came out? Werewolf, the Earth the Blood Apocalypse oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It did yeah, not review it, well. It doesn't look like a very good game. Um, and well, the Vampire Bloodlines 2 has been delayed indefinitely and the entire studio got laid off. So who knows if that game's ever coming out? Yeah, it's it's one of those things. It, it's, it's a weird one, right? I, I kind of compare the World of Darkness thing. It's the same kind of scale as like Warhammer, right? And uh-huh. they have they have their thing that makes them loads and loads of money, which means they also get to fund games that on in like the massive or sometimes they aim for the hugely triple a space and then they actually fall short of that once they get here right and that's kind of that's why fast travel and vr is a good pick for the world of darkness in some ways because you've kind of already got your expectations in place that this isn't going to be some 30 hour massive rpg (laughs) and that you know vr isn't really in that place yet um so yeah yeah i think it's i think it's a very measured and uh, right, uh, it's a piece of the time for VR, I guess you would say. Okay, cool, cool. And uh, Luca, thank you for helping me with my segue here. Um, Luca did oh. leave. They were going to go play the climb too, but the download is taking longer than they thought it would. 
Uh, so instead, they're back because it's a four gigabyte download. And uh, I'm here to tell you that I've been playing The Climb 2. I've already played uh, The Climb 2. It's awesome. I liked it a lot. Uh, you can read my review at uploadvr.com if you'd like. Uh, spoiler, I gave it a four out of five. I thought it was very good. Mm. Um, in fact, that's great on our scale. If you were to uh, pick a word on our scale to describe four out of five. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the, obviously, as the name implies, this is the sequel to The Climb, uh, which was Crytek's rock climbing game that came out in 2016. Um, it's funny because that game actually originally came out back before the touch controllers were out. So when mm-hmm. the climb first came out, it was a gamepad game, yeah. uh, which is so weird uh, to think about. But you would just aim with your face and then pull the left trigger and right trigger on the controller to move your hands. And um, very strange that that's how it worked. I mean, it worked well. It wasn't bad. It was just it's weird to think about now. Um, it's but yeah, so in terms of VR, isn't it? It is, right? Yeah, it's, it's you know, a lot of people don't even realize that there was almost a whole year where the Rift existed without touch controllers. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, th- that was, it. yeah, I mean, that was, it was a solid eight months of, of games that are, feel like they're from an entirely different era, even though they were, you know, they came out the same year as Arizona Sunshine. Um, so mm-hmm. it's just, it's kind of funny to think about that way. And um, yeah, so the climb two it uh, expands on basically everything from the climb. Um, you have a much more diverse range of environments. They have you know snowy mountains, kind of canyon mountains. You've got traditional like Alp oh style mountains. There's cities. <laughs> there's you know all kinds of different environments. Uh, there's new mechanics now as well. Um, whenever you climb, um, you have to you can do what's called a half grip. So if you only okay. pull the trigger slightly on the touch controller, it doesn't expend your stamina as much. Um, so you have to kind of be careful about how tightly you, you grab onto ledges um, to you balance your stamina. And um, whenever you're not holding onto something, you can shake your hand to rechalk it so you can get like new grip on your hand, which um, increases okay. your maximum stamina. And um, there's like, they have like zip lines now and all that kind of stuff. And uh, for me, what I found is that where the game gets really fun and exciting is first of all, if you force yourself to not use the guide button, because you can press a button that will show you a path on the mountain or on the building of where you're supposed to go. If you resist using that, it's a lot more fun. And also if you um, throw yourself a lot or jump a lot, so what you can do is if, if you hold on to something, you can push and then release to launch yourself. And doing that to get across gaps is is just so fun. It's uh, kind of like very exhilarating and exciting. What did you say? Kind of like the game Toss that we played on stream a couple of weeks ago. Oh, it was. It is a You're bit a like monkey that, isn't and it? you yeah. can actually throw yourself across. Yeah, good old Toss. Great game. Yeah. <laughs> David... <laughs> David, I saw a snake in that trailer. Oh, is, is is there a that I mean that literally there was a snake, not or like element. Is that a thing? Are there often snakes, or was it just like this um, one specific moment you peek over some, and it's a snake? So the the environments have um, wildlife in them. Uh, mm. The snake, I think, is only that one exact moment. Um, there's another area that has like uh, like a little. I guess like a groundhog comes out and kind of runs around and oh, um, in the city you'll have, you know, like choppers fly over or uh, there, there are some kind of 
you know, tense moments like you saw in the trailer. There's that moment where the ladder is about to fall and it swings across. Mm. And um, there's some ledges that break after you hold on to them for more than like three seconds. So you have to be quick. And um, so there's there's tense moments and there's like intensity, but it's not there's not any like jump scary stuff. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. the snake kind of, but that's kind of about it. Mm. Um, and to answer someone in chat, G Dog. I have given a five out of five. I gave a five out of five to Asgard Wrath. That was uh, our very first five out of five here on oh, Upload yeah. VR. Yeah, we've given so, a, we've given a there few. There you go. There was so there was Asgard's. There's obviously Half Life. Alex, we gave one. I gave one to a VR movie called Battle Scar a couple of weeks ago. But that's a VR movie. So if you're not into that, you won't think it's five stars. Pistol uh, Whip <laughs> got a five stars, I believe. Uh, Ghost uh, Giant. Ghost Giant got a five stars. And I think super I gave hot, a five. Yeah, super hot probably got five stars. <laughs> we should yeah, we yeah. should recap all the like top scoring games at some point. But yeah, we've given uh, we've given a few. David, I'm interested to know. I was not like I wasn't a huge fan of the first climb. I played around with the first couple of levels uh, yeah, on Quest, yeah. and I thought you know it's 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 fun. I get it. If I wasn't a big believer in the first one, uh, would this one have anything for me? Uh, quickly, I'm going to answer Jeffo. It uses <gasps> controllers. It's not a hand tracking game. Oh yeah. Um, I think if they could do hand tracking, that'd be awesome. Um, but there are some button inputs that you have to use every now and then. So I don't know how they would do that yet. Mm. Um, I I would say that uh, you would probably have interest in this one um, because to me, the first one after you do the first like two or three climbs, you've kind of seen the whole game. Um, this one feels different because all five of the locations are so varied and there's Mm. more mechanics this time around. So like, um, for, for example, the first thing it did was the very first, um, course that's available after you go to training. It's like the very first basic one and all the ledges have like little white marks on them for you to grab onto. So it's easy to see where to go. And then after that, I went ahead and skipped all the way to the city because everything's unlocked from the beginning. I skipped all oh, the way okay. to the city environment and I did like the intermediate course in the city and it was totally different. Like, cause whenever you're climbing mm-hmm. on a building, some of them have clear divots where you can put your hand, but there's other sections where I had to like, yeah, see like right here, you can see on the right hand where there's like a little handhold. Mm-hmm. But later on, there are some sections of the buildings where I couldn't tell where I was supposed to go. Like I had to physically like kind of scale my hands across you know, like a, a windowsill and then go like find a brick that was kind of exposed. And like, you have to actually search and explore a little bit in some of these environments. And so that, that was something the first game was missing. I thought the first game was almost mm-hmm. always clear, almost like uncharted where it's clear where you're supposed mm-hmm. to jump to. Um, but some of these courses, I found that they actually felt very organic and realistic and that I was physically having to search for a path and it wasn't really clear what, what to do or where to go. And, all those extra mechanics, I think, add a lot of depth to it because there's more strategy involved now about do you just quickly kind of grab and go or do you want to be more careful and do a half grip or, um, you know, there's kind of more nuance to it. And I liked that aspect of it. It was it was a little more engaging that way. Um, well, one thing that I brought up in my review is that I think it's a damn shame this game isn't on PC VR. I hope yep. It comes mm-hmm. to PC VR because all the footage in the trailers is from, it says captured on PC in the bottom, uh, which is incredibly misleading, first of all. And mm-hmm. um, it it still looks good on Quest, 
but especially the city environment, like in particular the city, <laughs> it you can just tell and feel that this is being held back by the hardware. You know, but there's like moments this. where it does not. Yeah. No, uh, okay. like especially the buildings <laughs> in the distance. Yeah, like the buildings in the distance here, like they they feel like they look like they're plastic, like toys on the quest. But in the footage here, this looks like a real landscape. And um, that was something I noticed. And another thing, too, is that the draw distance isn't good um, because there Mm. were moments where, like, I would have to write a zip line and I would be like, you know, going down super fast. And then I'm, I'm approaching this wall and I can't even see where I'm supposed to grab. And then I get launched into the air, and then all of a sudden the handholds appear in front of me, and I have to grab onto them uh, because oh, of the that's drop so distance. Weird. That's yeah, so weird. That didn't happen a ton, but it did happen every now and then. Um, so that that was kind of a bottleneck for me. It would be it would be really fascinating to know where they started with the game because it's the same thing they did with the Jurassic World game, right? Is they they advertised? Oh, they used the PC version that hasn't actually come out. Uh, to advertise the graphics and how it looked. And it, oh, real that quick, is, um, yeah, go for it. Heaney, if you want to go to the Upload VR YouTube channel, uh, I have a gameplay video on there that you can play if you want um, to answer Beautiful. some of these questions. Mm-hmm. People are asking, these screenshots, I'm guessing, are from a PC build that no one can play yet um, because that's not what the game looks like. But yeah, go on, Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I guess I wanted to know, like, so where did they start? Did they did they build out the whole game for PC first and then scale down? Because stuff like that, what you say with the draw distance, it does not sound like you know those elements were uh, designed with the quest in mind. And then it turns out that that's an unfortunate side effect of scaling down to the quest platform, right? Kind of right, feels right. like they they had to kind of. Um sidestep because uh quest 2 mm. was coming out and it's, it's on the box for quest 2 but it didn't come out for mm. quest 2 like launch day it kind of feels like oh my god we've got to really push this headset we've got to get all the good games on there um yeah. i imagine that's what kind of happened with that and you know put quest 2 first because you know rift to them is dead <laughs> so yeah yeah I, yeah I, I still disagree with um showing PC footage, especially if they're not even going to say it's ever coming to PC. They haven't yeah. had any indication that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, every everything's always been it's a Oculus Quest platform exclusive. Is um uh, well no they don't use the word exclusive. I think the trailer says only available on the Quest platform. I think that's the phrase it uses. Um, so I'm guessing it's going to come to PC though. Like it just it, it would be weird if it didn't. Yeah, for sure. And Hopefully. like, I want. I wonder if they will do the whole Steam VR thing that they started with Medal of Honor with this as well, because it. Oh yeah. It definitely seems like it deserves it, right? And it's it's such an interesting developer. Like, Crytek has been like through the wars as a company uh, over the past couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't think. I didn't think they'd live to you know make another VR game. Essentially, after uh, some of the reports that came about in the past few years, but. I'm I'm glad it's here. I I would love to see them go on and do more than the climb now. Like this is this is really cool and it's such a great showcase of VR, but you know, those guys are known for Crisis and all these other kinds of cool games and it would be mm. really great to see them like lean into some of that stuff and like come out maybe next with like a VR shooter or something. But having said that, this looks good. This looks really good. I do want to check this out. What happens, I love the different environments. What happens when you fall? 
Uh, you okay. respawn at the last checkpoint. See this clip right there? That's a checkpoint. Hmm. But, but you do just like, like, like hanging yourself all the, the whole way. You know, you only fall for maybe a second or two. And here, here's the example. <laughs> this is perfect. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to go down this zip line, and you'll see the <laughs> handholds appear suddenly right before I hit the wall. This is uh, one of the points that happens. That's, I mean, it's gorgeous still. Yeah. Like when you look, it's, up it's happening. Like, yeah, it looks now. really good, but oh man, this is uh. Okay, here it comes. So yeah, I'm approaching this wall, and I'm like, okay, what the hell am I supposed to do? This is just a wall. Pigeons are appearing out of nowhere. Okay. Like, oh man! <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's crazy. That's so crazy. That yeah. So you, basically, you were looking out across a big long canyon of buildings, basically, and yeah, until the like, I would say until like the last three seconds, you didn't know where you were going to grab uh, once the zip line had come to an end. That's that's insane. Right. Also, who does this? This is a good Spider-Man VR game, isn't it? <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh no! There you go. That's what happens when you fall. Okay, there we go. So, with with the release of the climb two, um, that's kind of all the games they announced at Facebook Connect last year out now, right? That there's not. Uh, that was uh, like their, you know, holiday no, Sniper season. Elite. Sniper Elite. That's true. Sniper Elite is is one that's left. But a- apart from that. And obviously there's the Boneworks game still to come, which was announced like two years ago now. It's mm. it's it's about time for the next like jump of like here's what's coming in the next like six months, right? Like usually yeah. they do that around it's GDC. Almost, it's GDC Yeah, I was just gonna say it's almost like GDC would be perfect timing right now. <laughs> yeah. So maybe we'll see more. I mean, I'm saying that as we legitimately don't know. Maybe we'll see like the next here's what you know, 2021 looks like for Quest 2 uh, some point this month, which would be cool. Yeah, yeah, it would be good timing. Every every six months or so, it would be good to have something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel, yes, Horizon has been coming since the Donna Man. It is still on the horizon. Huh. Huh. But Smash Reality, yeah. Spider-Man doesn't need to know what he's going to grab onto. He He just sticks to everything. That's the, he, he yeah, doesn't do I think come on, man. They said as, yeah. Assassin's Creed and Splinter Cell are coming to Quest, right? Those are going to be Quest games. They've just they've just said Oculus. Um, I don't know why they're so okay. coy on it. I mean, they might be coy on it because maybe those games started development on Rift and now they're like, you have to get it onto yeah. Quest. But we also like a Medal of Honor kind of situation where they don't know if they're going to pull it off. That might be the only reason why they. Yeah. Uh, Poor Medal of Honor, just always the example now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to point and laugh at. To be completely screwed oh, over, medal. like Medal of Honor. <laughs> <laughs> Turn out horrible, like Medal of Honor. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how you know that the VR gaming industry is uh, maturing, is that we have a Medal of Honor game to make fun of, like the regular game industry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. we, ju- we just jumped past the stage where they were really good, like in the P- early PS2 days, and just straight into, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, another year, Medal of Honor. We're just going to give this one 5 out of 10 to... <laughs> yep. Classic Golden Age of Gaming. Uh well, Quest is is having a, a good string of games. I think we can agree that there's been a lot of good Quest games recently. Um mm-hmm. however, a headset that didn't have anything on the horizon until very recently mm-hmm. is the PSVR. Ooh. That's a game that we just got a big flood of new stuff to look forward to. And it came out Randomly. of basically nowhere. Um full disclosure. 
we did not know there were going to be a bunch of PSVR games announced this week. We had no idea. I don't think I don't think um, anyone did. <laughs> yeah, I don't think yeah. even the developers really knew. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, okay, yeah, they yeah. probably submitted those blog posts to Sony like six months ago, and then Sony decided, <laughs> oh, we have these six PSVR blog posts just sitting in drafts. Why don't we just publish all of them? Maybe <laughs> maybe these games are coming out soon. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. When's the next date? <laughs> and. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so quickly I'll run through the games and then we'll go back and talk about some of them. Um, first is Zenith is a VR MMO. We already knew that was coming to PSVR, but now it has a subtitle. It's going to be called Zenith The Last City. Um, it's also coming to Quest and PC VR and non-VR on PC. It's um, going to be a, just a big, giant game across everything. Um, there's Doom 3 VR Edition. There's Fract. There's I Expect You to Die 2. Um, also, that's coming to Quest. Um, Fract is a PSVR exclusive, though. Um, After mm-hmm. the Fall is also coming to PC VR, and it'll have crossplay with PSVR. And then Song in the Smoke, which is uh, coming to PSVR and Quest at the moment. Um, so those are all six games that uh, we just got a bunch of new information about that we had no idea was coming this week. So it's been mm-hmm. uh, it's been busy. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was nice. It was. It felt like we were back in the heyday of PSVR when, you know, like two or three years ago when there were like a good solid like three or four big things on the horizon every year. Like I feel like last year for PSVR was ended up being pretty dry. Uh, there were some. There was Iron Man and there was a few other things, but it wasn't. It, you could tell like the headsets days were numbered and that we were building up to PS5 and that's yeah. where the focus was and whatnot and. I mean, I mean, notable from this list is that there aren't any, you know, first-party Sony exclusives on this. They haven't, yeah. or the, or any the, any even Sony published games. I think Fract, which is a PSVR exclusive, I, I'm not necessarily sure that's still published by Sony. It doesn't have the kind of support that Iron Man VR had. I, I could be wrong about that, but I think I think that's the case. And it's it's a really they've done a really good one two punch these past two weeks of saying actually we haven't forgot about VR. Last week announced PSVR two. This week, yeah. Oh, and by the way, while you're waiting, here's six more things to be excited about. And it was a really really smart and good move to say oh and by the way, in four weeks, Doom three is going to be on PSVR. So it's coming out March 29th, yeah. um, which is sorry, go for it. I was going to say, you say it's smart, but it would have been smarter if they just put it in the state of play. I mean, come on, that's literally oh, well, that's true. thinking. Yeah. It's so stupid that they didn't put it in there. It's almost, I almost feel like the two teams didn't converse about this, like, whatsoever. Like, mm. you know, the PSVR team is like, oh, yeah, we've got all these really cool things coming up, but we're not going to tell anyone. And then state of play just kind of got <laughs> put together and went out. And then PSVR like, oh, no, <laughs> we should yeah. have put it in yeah, there. It was literally a week ago. It was like, what, 30 minutes long? Could they yeah, not have I mean, just put the Doom Three trailer in there somewhere? Like, yeah, I, I don't get it. It was—it's a strange thing. I do believe there was someone talking about it, like from Sony, a couple of months ago. That they said, you remember the first state of play, which was what two years ago now, was when you know they led with it was a really big one. Iron Man got announced, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's got announced, No Man's Sky VR mm-hmm. got announced. So it was this huge thing for PSVR. But I think because they're all PSVR things and it was their first state of play, I think like the reaction, you know, wide scale wasn't very enthusiastic. And so I think that kind of warned them off some of the PSVR support um, announcements in later state of play. So it, 
at the same time, you could just communicate, yeah, this is only going to be VR announcements and this is our state, VR state of play. And I, I think there was definitely more than enough content here uh, to have a state of play. And you could have done it with, uh, you know, Wraith involved and you could have done it with uh, a couple of other games involved as well. Um, but yeah, Doom 3 is a really, really interesting one to lead with because that, that game has so much VR history now. Uh, right like it was basic mm. it was almost essentially the first oculus rift game it was it demoed with john carmack on the you know duct tape rift prototypes at yeah, e3 yeah. i want to say 2012 i think that was when it was um maybe 2011 but i think 2012 uh and yeah they even promised originally in the oculus kickstarter that it would the yeah. rift would come <laughs> with doom 3 built in and it's only so what we that's what uh 9 years later or, or I think maybe maybe eight years later, maybe the Rift Kickstarter was twenty thirteen. Um, it's finally actually happening, and it's happening on PSVR, and it's going to support the Aim controller, which is fantastic news. Oh, I'm so um, excited, man! Yeah, I can't wait to use the Aim controller with a chainsaw. Um, and it's, it's funny because think- <laughs> we've been talking so much about not only how much we love the Aim, but I feel like you and I talk so much about how much we love good like mostly linear just campaign shooters you know a game where you just go you just go through the game you kill monsters or aliens or whatever and you have a story with it and vr doesn't have like very many of those at all like hardly at all and um farpoint was one of the best ones on psvr and now doom 3 in vr is gonna i mean it's gonna be exactly what i've been wanting out of a vr shooter for so long because we haven't had anything like it doom vfr doesn't really count that game was so short and I feel like it was held back by them trying to force so many VR things into it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can't remember what you gave it. You gave it like a five or a. I can't remember I think exactly I gave, what you gave it in your review. I think I gave it a six. And, and you're right. They they tried to cram okay. so much of it because th- it was off the back of the 2016 Doom reboot, which was such an incredible, fast-paced, thrilling game. And then they took that approach with the VR version of you know trying to keep up with that pace and doing everything in that game that you could do. Uh, in in Doom 2016, and it just it didn't really work. I thought it, there was just too much in it, like you said, especially on PSVR where you're combating uh, tracking every once in a while. But Doom 3 is a you know very decidedly slower paced Doom game. It's almost a horror game. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think I think that suits it perfectly. I I actually only recently played through Doom 3 for the first time. I played it on my Switch, where where God intended it to be played um, on my Switch <laughs> on my Switch Lite. And uh, I'm excited because I've never played it. I, I played like I played a demo D3 one year. You know, maybe like 30 minutes. And I think after it came out, I might have played the first couple hours. But the whole flashlight thing annoyed me. Um, so I never really finished it. Mm-hmm. But I know that's been fixed now. So I'm 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 excited about it in VR. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I think it's going to be a really good get, for, especially again for PSVR owners, which is an audience that really does want those campaign-driven shooters. Um, they haven't announced it for any other platforms yet. I would like to think if Bethesda's publishing it, we're probably going to see a PC version later down the line, but that's not confirmed. I would definitely like to think there would maybe be the chance of an exclusive uh, of a native oculus quest version of course there's already a really really good mod on uh on side quests that you can do from dr beef but it'd be really really cool it'd be it'd be a very big get for quest to uh to get this and 
So if, do we know, is this being developed by Bethesda themselves or is it like outsourced like they did Skyrim and Fallout and stuff? It's being developed by uh, Archiact Interactive. Uh, the guys wow. that did, yeah, yeah. I, I, at least partially. I don't know if they're doing all of it, but they, they definitely have a heavy hand in it. So those are the guys that did uh, Free Diver, Triton Down, and what was the PSVR shooter? Evasion, Evasion, which was another uh, rifle game, right? Aim controller game. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which is it's just cool. So I have a, I have high hopes for that one. I'm also, I think these are the two biggest from this list. I'm also really excited about Fract. I think Fract looks yeah, really, really, really good. Festive mood. <laughs> oh yeah, you you like it because it had what was it? Let it snow in the trailer. <laughs> for Christmas, everyone. <laughs> You're always ready for Christmas. That was great. It, it is a great trailer, and I, it's it's interesting. End Dreams, End Dreams really stepped it up with Phantom Cover Ops last year. In my opinion, I thought that oh, was a huge like. Yeah, yeah, they've, yeah. They've come out of nowhere. Yeah, that yeah, exactly, and. It was such a great considered game, and this is kind of building on you know that that idea of different ways to move about in VR. So in uh, Phantom, you were in a kayak, and then in this game, you know you can be skiing, you can be free running, and you can be rock climbing. Uh, we're going to see the trailer here. So yeah, look look at all this movement. You're skiing down uh, hills. It's really really nice visual palette. I think makes perfect sense for VR. So um, is it is it a, a kind of political game though like you go through and you kill a bunch of people Ooh. who are fracking is it a political uh, game is it what i don't, you just know, I don't fancy know killing a bunch of people fracking i think they are so. evil fracking yeah it's it's not an environment i mean the trailer game, just just showed on the screen is the end of the fracking world so i'm guessing mm. that it's a kind of a tongue-in-cheek uh sort of approach i could be wrong, i would have but. I would have mad respect for it if if it just like ended with like one of those like Hideo Kojima style like fracking has ruined our world since like 2015 or something like that. I would and, and you're like okay, but I just free ran through a snowy village and murdered a bunch of people. But you know, you do you. Maybe it is. We'll find out. I'll have to ask them. <laughs> the devs are listening in, yeah. pulling out yeah. their collar, going. <laughs> that tweet, you know, the tweet they're preparing is like, "This is not a political game" or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think uh, I, I like the I, art style too. Yeah, I think this is my favorite uh, announcement. Yeah, this was this was my favorite announcement. Sure. What What else did you think looked good, David? There's a couple of other ones I think are pretty cool. I'm super excited for Zenith. You know, I'm an MMO guy, um, so that game is uh, one that I'm excited about. I um, they, they raised over two hundred eighty thousand on Kickstarter, which is you know not a small amount. So that's pretty impressive. Um, my my trepidation with it is um, the only other game I'm aware of that these people worked on in VR uh, was was a failed Overwatch clone. I, I cannot remember the oh, name. Um, it was a PC VR game. It just it did it didn't really you know, it, it just didn't take off. It didn't find much of an audience. Um, but what they've shown in trailers, you know, what we've seen of Zenith looks incredible. Um, there is not a game anything like it on PSVR at all. There's no VR MMOs on PSVR. Um, yeah. Over on Quest and PC, we've got Orbis, which you know has uh, a lot of MMO elements. Uh, but this is being designed as a true VR MMO. You know, it's going to have support for PSVR, Quest, PC, uh, PC VR, non-PC VR. Um, 
you know, and I'm really excited because of the scale. You know, you can jump out and fly around, which is cool. They've said their combat is inspired by Beat Saber, which I'm a little curious to see what that's going to feel like. And they've shown it, you know, it's a lot of slashing and stuff like that, but um, combat is so hard to do in, um, you know, melee-based mm-hmm. fantasy games. It's just, you know, nailing that feeling of, you know, contact is so difficult. Um, so I'm going to be curious to see how it turns out. It gives me um, heavy Fantasy Star Online vibes with the art style, kind of a fantasy meets sci-fi uh, setting. Um, so it's, I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to see what it's like. And, um, you know, it coming to PSVR is going to be awesome. I think it's one of those games that is going to come out near the end of the PSVR life cycle. And then once the new headset comes out, it'll probably get like a good boost in performance of some kind, like better draw distance and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it looks, it looks good. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, I think it, it looks cool. I, it, it's, there's a lot of hype anytime someone says their VR game. Is also an MMO, or an MMO is also going to be a VR game, because it does build to, towards that idea that you know a lot of people really only want one VR game, right? And it's the one that they can just be in all the time and have different adventures in every night, and it's kind of mm. pushing at that metaverse. That's why VR chat so popular. Yeah, exactly, right? And it's this. I I think this looks really really good. I love the art style. Uh, I it's such a lofty ambition to really meet the high expectations of everything a VR MMO could be, but it looks like they could have a really good starting point here at the very, very least. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of people have been saying that it's Zenith, which I don't believe. I don't believe you guys. I think you guys are wrong. It's named after no, you. I think it's Zenith. It's the children I could be wrong. who are wrong. I, we could go watch the original Kickstarter video. I'm sure they say the name of the game in that. Um, or I could just system. continue saying Zenith. I'm just, I think I might just do that. <laughs> or maybe I'll, I'll pronounce it. I'll pronounce it Zenita. No, no, please don't. I'm, I'm asking you personally, <laughs> please don't do that. I don't want Zenita Vermomo. No, because at some point I'll have to say that for our coverage and I don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, Katiam HD, I don't think they're going to do monthly sub. I think it'll be a buy to play game like Orbis. Um, a lot of a lot of MMOs have abandoned subscription models. So that's very rare nowadays. The only mm-hmm. two that really do that anymore are Final Fantasy XIV and World of Warcraft. Um, pretty much every MMO other than those is either free to play or buy to play nowadays. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they have an optional premium sub. You know, that's what Elder Scrolls Online does, RuneScape, Fantasy Star. Pretty much all of them have like an optional monthly sub that gives you a bunch of perks, but it's not required to play the game. Um, so that's then they might adopt that model. We'll have to wait and see, but I don't think it'll be a subscription. I was um, some of the other games. <laughs> Let's not call it Zenith. I think that would that would be a bad Zenith. But thank you for the thank you for the suggestion. Zena ish. Zena, I would recommend you log on immediately to claim your name as soon as that game comes out because it's probably going to be a popular <laughs> I need one. To copyright it. Yeah, yeah. Um, another one I'm hyped about is Song in the Smoke uh, because yeah. I've been playing a lot of Valheim personally, and mm-hmm. um, I've been waiting for a good made-for-VR survival game. Um, Because we have The Forest, and we have Green Hell coming, and we had Mm. um, a few other games here and there, but nothing made 
for VR. So mm. Song of the Smoke looks great to me. It's a horrible name. I don't like the name. It's kind of dumb, but the, the art style is nice. He's in a trap. I think I think everyone in the comments was saying that too, actually. What an incredible coincidence. Didn't I'm joking. They? No, no. No one else was saying that. <laughs> <laughs> no one else was saying that, Zena. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm hyped about Song of the Smoke. I think the art style is pretty nice. Um, I'm I'm really excited about. Um, ha, have they said it? Is it co-op? It's got to be co-op, right? Surely it is. Uh, I don't know. Though. I don't know. That. I didn't see not. anything about online. But it, so this one's also coming, like you said earlier, also coming to like PC and Quest. I I agree. I think like a really really decent survival game is something that VR really really needs. Uh, I and so yeah, I have high hopes for this one too i think the art is really really nice it does have that kind of definite indie edge to it i think the guys uh the team that made this also did something called galaxy which i think is one of those kind of top-down 2d shootery types right not not yeah um, kind of a side it's kind of a a a shoot-em-up metroidvania hybrid kind of Mm, it's a cool mm. game yeah Uh, there's a couple of them they're they're good games Oni K's just said, uh, yeah, that, that those are those guys. So it's one to look forward to. So that's that's exciting. I uh, I definitely have high hopes for that. There's there's something a little weird about this bunch of announcements where because you announced PSVR two last week, I'm kind of looking at some of these and being like, oh, I wish this was on the new headset too. But I mean, we don't know what yeah. they're going to do with backwards compatibility and stuff, right? But it would be really cool and really strong to launch psvr2 with doom 3 and and fracked and stuff but they're all coming out this year so that that won't be that won't be happening at least in terms of them being genuinely new games at psvr2 launch but we'll see uh-huh and yeah that's right onakazi i forgot galaxy had a vr edition that came out oh i had no idea about that oh cool i should try and check that out uh that speaking cool. of psvr2 a game that I really wish had just waited until PSVR 2 is whatever Impulse Gear is working on. Mm. Um, they oh, yeah. they announced this week that um, their next title is a VR game. They did not say PSVR. They said VR game. And then they also said that it is coming out this year. Um, so Maybe. they've been working on it presumably for how, how long now? The past four years. Um, mm. And it's coming out this year is what they've said. So that's pretty exciting i i wouldn't be surprised yeah. if it gets delayed um but they are mm-hmm. claiming it's coming out this year yeah it's VR because it's psvr2 and they can't say psvr2 but they also can't say psvr well if it was coming out this year then it wouldn't be psvr2 is the thing so that's that's the, i mean again it could be a cross generational title if that's going to be a thing with with psvr or you know like we we don't know what that studio is not owned by Sony at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. they, they clearly have a very good relationship with them. Like uh, I think David was saying in an episode a couple of weeks ago, Farpoint managed to get that big top banner at E3 one year, which is like this kind of really good definitive oh, yeah. statement about how much they believed in Farpoint. And Farpoint was a great game um, or a good game on the, the upload scale, actually, I should say. And uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I I, I don't know. They they've been teasing this for a while. They've been saying they're working on something very special for a while. I'd like to believe them that it is something very special because I I think there was a lot of Farpoint that was really 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 cool. It was just when you boiled it down to 
the design of a first person shooter it was literally just walk in a straight line and shoot the spiders yeah, that are shoot, yeah. uh, jumping at you right like and that made it as, as cool and as immersive as it was to be on that planet and use that controller and and as good as the story was i i really liked some elements of the story they did as a ga- a piece of game design it wasn't too spectacular so i'm hoping they can bring that uh to the next level with with this they, they had a little it does tease. have the benefit it, it has a great benefit to me of um, being such a good core foundation that my mind can't help but get excited for what they could do next, you know? Because yeah, if, their, sure. if their first swing at this was already on par with, you know, some of the best corridor shooters of the, you know, PS2, PS3 era, then, you know, given four years of development time um, and more time with the hardware, you know, like, I'm just excited to see what they do next because I think it could be really special and I fingers crossed it is because, I mean, what what better way to send off the PSVR than um, an, another game from the studio that brought us one of its most innovative, you know, pieces of technology with the aim controller? Because I think Impulse Gear didn't they help Sony? They co-designed it with Sony the aim controller. I want to say they like yeah, were consulting was... on the actual creation of it. Yeah, and it definitely launched alongside the controller. It was a it was a pack in, wasn't it? So. They, I mean, they, they definitely had a huge, huge uh, impact on that controller. Like the first time we saw it at E3 was with that device. Um, so yeah, I yeah, the, it's on the screen now. Great little controller that. I'm so looking forward to playing Doom with that thing. Um, and hopefully we get to play yeah. whatever Impulse Gear's next tra- uh, game is too. But yeah, we'll see. There was a, there was uh, yeah. a little uh, teaser. There was a little teaser in the blog post that if you clicked on it, there was like some alien messaging. Yeah. And if it's alien messaging, maybe it is Farpoint 2 because obviously it's all very sci-fi. But then again, I feel like if it was Farpoint 2, maybe they'd have done a bit more direct teasing at this point. So right, we'll, we'll right. see. Yeah, because it's not like they have a huge back catalog of games they could be pulling from. It's, it's, they're the Farpoint <laughs> studio. They're making a new VR game. If it was Farpoint, it would behoove you to tell us so that we can get appropriately excited. But if it's not Farpoint, then it makes sense to not tell us. So uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to have to wait and see. Um, yeah, a lot of people in chat are asking us to talk about Demio. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Demio? Yeah, yeah. Demio? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I never know how to pronounce up. that. It was something about uh, like uh, 7 a.m. PT yesterday where everyone just decided to fire. Um, yeah, Demio, uh, that's a good point. I should have thought to talk about this. Uh, there should be some, yeah, there's some gameplay. This is great because this is actually going to be the first time that I've watched this now in the studio because <laughs> I haven't had time to catch up with this yet. This is uh, Resolution Games' latest uh, title. It's like multiplayer tabletop RPG. Uh, like the idea being, you know, we can't do that together as friends in the real world right now so why not make something for vr that <laughs> lets people do that online and i don't know this is interesting we know uh resolution as people that make casual games like cookout you know a an overcooked clone mm-hmm. or uh acron you know a very fun party game or bait which is a free to play fishing game this is you know your hardcore cards and dice and you know strategic positioning on a board this looks really cool. This is the first time I'm seeing this. This looks really, really cool. Oh my god, I can't yeah, believe how I'm, cool this looks. I'm so incredibly sold on this. Like I'm beyond excited at this point. Cause I you know I'm a huge D D fan. 
Mm-hmm. Every time we would go to E3 and GDC, I would always bring my my maps and my my chests of DM stuff, and we I would always play D and D with Ian and um, Tal and Joe and like everyone. We always play D and D at events, and I'm excited for this. This looks amazing because this Did, is also. So is it? Have they said is it is it loosely based on actual? D&D fifth edition rule set or is it their own creation that just happens to, you know, ape D&D so, you know, gratuitously. So it's it's their own creation that does ape uh D&D gratuitously, but okay. uh, I haven't got the right name for the developer. Um so I'm going to see if I can find it while I'm talking about it, but basically it's resolution, uh, right? Uh, oh. Yeah, but someone within Resolution. So basically, last year they hired one of the original developers at ID Software, and famously, those guys loved playing D and D in the early days. John Carmack had like a had like this really long going, uh, persistent game that I think in the end, in the end, John Romero ended up ruining by like destroying the world and then john carmack was like okay well we can't play this anymore and everyone's like oh no just pretend we didn't do that and john carmack was like no no sorry you destroyed my world and that's it that's what happened um the sounds of all right yeah and uh, but so i think he was in xenomio yeah i was was kind of chuckling to myself reading some of these um But yeah, so so th- it's 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 from hey, people that have been reality. playing D anD D for a long time. Hey, hello, Smash Reality boy. Thank you the so Smash much. Smash Reality oh, is uh, that's Mike Ward actually. So that, yeah, the um, absolute boy. So we do know him. Thank you, thank you, Smash Reality, for being a new member. I'll add you to the list of names I shout out at the beginning of each show. <laughs> so yeah, there's 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 uh, history there. Uh, of people that have been playing it for a long, long time uh, and enjoyed it for a long, long time. So, I yeah, I think that kind of counts. I think they'll do some really, really cool stuff together, uh, and that's coming this year. It's also got it's also optional uh, VR. So, if you want to play with people just on PC, you'll be able to do that too. But it is coming to Quest and PC, and hopefully maybe PSVR. But uh, we haven't actually seen a resolution game on PSVR for a long time, so maybe not. That's sad. Anyway. So Adam said, this has the cookout social DNA 100%. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's what they do now, right? A, a cookout was such a good uh, overcooked clone because unlike a lot of people that attempt that in VR, they actually had a full co-op campaign, right? And that's that's what Resolution do really, really well. They actually flesh out proper products around really really good ideas like this um so yeah good on them i'm really excited after seeing that on your what i'm gonna say right now two things it needs it needs a way to create your own campaigns and your own maps and it needs a way to download those that others have made mm, yeah that, be huge that needs that. to be in there it also needs talking mice that go dude awesome <laughs> <laughs> yes it does oh, God's sake. that that was in cookout just so everyone that was in knows. cookout but it's just yet another thing that just we say on a daily basis and we yeah. just picked up into our <laughs> vocabulary smash reality you can play cookout in single player you'll have uh ai players with you i believe uh it's it's fun but i would definitely seek uh a multiplayer option if you're looking to play that 
uh, Mike, Quest Free or Quest Two Pro? That's kind of stuff we covered on Monday in our in our uh, tech focused download <laughs> podcast. Um, I will say Quest Two Pro I'd, if you're asking me to choose right now, but I don't know what else everyone. Yeah, the the wink heard around the world would agree with you. Mm-hmm. Adam said, "Smells delicious." <laughs> <laughs> There's a man that watched our cookout streams. Oh God, absolute boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so but speaking of quest uh quest free and quest pro 2 it, very tenuously facebook put out some new apps this week uh today which is pretty interesting mm. uh, um on app lab they put out a uh hand tracking version of first steps their introductory uh software for quest and they put out a game called tiny castles i believe it's called um tiny castles, yeah. So yeah, very interesting. Two new full App Lab releases from them. In the description for First Steps, they say it's an experimental release to show developers the kinds of things they can do uh, with hand tracking, which obviously has some connotations that you know maybe Facebook is stepping it up and wants to see a lot more hand tracking native gaming software on Quest. Since the launch of hand tracking, we've only really seen movies add hand tracking support. Uh, there are a couple of games. Um, I've I've played it. This is the uh, footage of me playing First Steps. It's all the same stuff that was in the original First Steps, but completely configured now for uh, hand tracking. It's it's cool, but it just it's again one of those things where the hand tracking is not quite there, and that's why it's an app lab release, I suspect, and it's for developers, not really meant to be seen by other people. But the nature of app lab is that if you want to try it, you can. Um, I, yeah, it's, it's just one of, it, they have some really interesting ideas in this, uh, beyond, you know, just pinching objects to pretend that you're holding them. They've also got like, you remember the, uh, remote controlled limp in first steps, what it's got that here. And what you do is you pick up the controller and then if you point your index finger forward while you're holding the controller, and we'll, we'll see this in a bit, I think, um, the the blimp will start moving forward. And then it said, I couldn't quite figure out how it worked, but it said, use your thumb to steer. So I think that was just waving your thumb about. I was trying to uh, move the analog stick, but that didn't quite work. Then they had some guns and you pick those up uh, and it wants you to pull the trigger, but I couldn't really get that to work in a kind of forward facing way. Cause there's so much occlusion going on. If you're uh, where's the camera, if you're doing this, there's so much occlusion. Uh, while you're firing in VR, so I had to kind of fire to the side like that, which uh, yeah, isn't yeah. very cool or immersive. Just you know, punching that ball. Um, yeah, it's 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 interesting that these are out there, and I haven't tried Tiny Castle. It did look a little cooler. It's interesting that these are out there because it, it it does signal that Facebook is probably you know talking to developers about what they can do with full hand tracking experiences because. You know, potentially in in the guise of you know Quest Three and Quest Pro Two, there's a chance at some point that maybe Facebook releases a headset without the controllers that's cheaper and only has access mm. to the hand tracking content, which would be really really cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 all just it's still the same kind of hand tracking stuff uh, you've seen on the platform before. There's some nice ideas. It doesn't really work. It's one of those things you try for five minutes and think, I can't wait for this to get better, right? 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think hand tracking without any haptics is doomed to always kind of not be that great. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? Like, there's so many different avenues you could go down with input for VR. And I understand why you've they've got this hand tracking in there because it just, you know, can be done with all the tech they've already got embedded in the Quest. But I, I really want gloves at the end of the day that can do the haptics that have better tracking. It's just those aren't easy hygienic solutions. So that's probably not what we're going to see as a well, consumer model. And it would end up like, <laughs> I imagine, a... Uh a dancing mat under your bed scrunched up and then you totally mess up (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true actually yeah i feel like the uh, the good name of the power glove is being besmirched right now and Mm. i don't appreciate it first of all and uh second of all i don't i want i want gloves i think it'd be cool good good name is a stretch but yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) fondly remembered i suppose i we could go for i love the power glove it's so bad (laughs) and <laughs> um, mike cara was asking um they they've got a quest one should they buy a quest two or wait for a next gen i would say wait mm-hmm. i don't know oh, if I, would, I would say that's a good question okay i would say maybe wait but i wouldn't say wait for the next headset i would say wait to see if this year they announce a game that's only on quest two that's what i'd say um because there's a couple of things coming to Quest that, in in my opinion, are so like ambitious that it's gonna. I I wonder if they won't release until maybe later on in the year or maybe in 2022, and they will only be on Quest Two. Because at some point, you know, just like iPads, yeah. just like smartphones, they have to start making that transition away. Um, I I I need to check out how Rafe looks on Quest One. I haven't done that yet because mm-hmm. it looks so good on Quest Two that I can't imagine it really living up to it on quest one. And if, if it's the case that stuff like that, and obviously the walking dead saints and sinners have like really, really obvious differences, then I would maybe again say there's enough of those types of games now that you should, uh, you should go ahead and make that, that switch. Um, also, uh, Warhammer, uh, got updated with quest Two enhanced visuals this week. So I need to check that out too, but it's, I, you could definitely afford to wait until, I would say the end of this year. Um, see, first of all, you know, here's what. Okay, I'm I'm going to start over. Here's what you should do: wait until September or October for the next Facebook Connect reality conference, and if there they announce, you know, Quest Two exclusive content, and there's no new consumer hardware announcement, then you should do it. That's what I say. Um, I. Just want to quickly pull attention to the uh, chat. I think Adam uh, said that HTC are um, they they are teasing something, but they just took mm-hmm. the worst picture ever and posted it and said, <laughs> "It's your move." What's our move? It was like really close up on their logo, and that's it. That's all we see. Yeah, my yeah. my takeaway from that picture was they don't know how to do dramatic diss tweets because. <laughs> they were clearly like trying to make some kind of statement, but if you don't have anything to say, then you're not making a statement. You know, it's just it's a picture of half a logo that it's meaningless. What if it's you know? What if it's a a, a VR dance game? Then it is your move. What if <laughs> no, it's VR chess? Like... What if they're making chess? Fair enough. Yeah, it's neither of you move. thought about it. <laughs> neither of you thought about that, and now now you have to think about it. 
Okay. Queen's Gambit I'm VR coming soon. <laughs> Uh, and uh, some yeah. people were asking this about like the climb again. Um, I do want to just say that we covered the climb extensively earlier, the climb two. Um, so you can read my review at uploadvr.com or if you want to rewind uh, this talk and uh, listen at the beginning, we talked about the climb a bunch. Um, I recommend it. Even if you didn't like the first game, I think it's a lot more diverse and it does a lot more with uh, what it's doing. <clears throat> I think um, so now I think we're ready to go ahead and switch gears here a, a, a lot more than we ever have really um, mm. to a completely new topic. Um, we're not even going to talk about VR anymore. We're going to talk about <gasps> AR for the rest of the show. Um, so here you go. Um, you might've saw the news, the HoloLens 2, Microsoft um, showed off Microsoft Mesh, which was awesome. You know, check that out. Check that out at uploadvr.com. But more specifically, uh, Pokemon Go on the HoloLens was Ooh. shown in a video and um, the, the possibilities are just ridiculous to think about mm-hmm. you know, to think about having a game like Pokemon go um, where you can just see your Pokemon on the ground in front of you, where you can um, feel like you're melding the worlds together in such a cool way. Um, you know, maybe in the future, whenever AR glasses and headsets have a field of view that's larger than a postage stamp, it'll be more impressive <laughs> and exciting um, for now, it's you know the marketing videos are nothing like the reality at all. Um, but it's exciting to think about, right? Like, I mean, a game like Pokemon Go, I could see myself actually playing it if it was an AR game that I could wear my glasses instead of having to hold my phone. Um, so mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. I mean, this just reminds me of uh, the video where a guy was doing Pokemon Go in Central Park at night, got his phone stolen, and because he was. Um, streaming um, oh, I remember that. it was all filmed and like whatever imagine if you were in a three thousand dollar pair of glasses <laughs> yeah <laughs> you literally just worse. swipe them off your face <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that's a very good point um yeah that's i mean it, it just does signal how far all of this stuff really is and what, what's on the screen right now is actually our hololens 2 recording of a multiplayer session in mesh not of pokemon go but of a, a showcase demo uh that microsoft made and i've tried this out too and i you know i am agree i agree with everyone in the comments that i'm actually not hugely optimistic about vr uh, ar not because i think it's rubbish and useless i think it's incredibly uh useful for you know productivity and stuff i don't like ar as much of a creative tool as i do vr because ar keeps me in the real world having said that you know and i i want to run away i want to have adventures in completely different places and, and and escape essentially having said that there are a few ip out there where it just makes perfect sense and pokemon is absolutely one of them if you, you know, i mean we've already proven or it's already been proven that pokemon go can be a killer app for ar right like everyone was suddenly doing it that summer that it first came out and it's maintained a very strong uh, user base ever since and it's just such a brilliant idea and when they can when they can take that to the next level because uh, onik has is right where, where he said you know it's all pr uh, spin in these trailers it's not it's not accurately representing the field of view of the hololens you wouldn't be able to see all these pokemon that easily true 100% true but when you can Oh man, that's gonna be that's gonna be one of the coolest yeah. must buy things for sure. And the, you know, they were teasing at the end; they were teasing multiplayer battles. 
And if Niantic can keep the momentum going and still be here in the, I don't know what, like it's, it's so far out from this, this stuff being at the level they, they showed in that video, to be fair. Um, but you know, maybe five, maybe 10 years, if they're, if they're there with the foundation in place, that's, that's like the easiest sell for a piece of technology I think I've ever seen, you know, like, and they bring the, they keep bringing the price down and for a reasonable price, you can have the Pokemon experience in the real world. Mm -hmm. Um, that's just, that's just really, really cool. So that got me thinking about and got, uh, the rest of us thinking about what other like dream AR content is there out there? What are the other kinds of games and apps that we think would really, really sell? Because Niantic's done other stuff, right? It's done the Harry Potter thing, which wasn't Harry a huge Potter, deal. Yeah. There's uh, like a Walking Dead thing. There's Jurassic World. Nice. None of that stuff is really, yeah, yeah, there is. And it's it's not really okay. taken off they're all, they're as all much as Pokemon Go. Ones, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I mean, I can go because I've been thinking about this. I have one. I have two answers. I'll give my serious one first. I would love to do a uh, Metroidvania game inside, like, like inside my own house, essentially, where I could only open up certain doors in my own house once I had grabbed a certain item, a certain power up, and could blow up the door with a you know a virtual missile or something like that. Imagine like <laughs> building like a whole kind of like getting to go to like a shopping center or a shopping mall or uh, like a museum or something like that. And like having like a Metroid style map where you're walking down halls, you saw a locked door, remembered that you have to bear that in mind, remember it while you go and find a key for it elsewhere. I think that could be really, really cool. It would really change escape room games as well. Um, I mean, I wouldn't do it in a mall or something. You just start punching people, right? Or what? Why? <laughs> Come on, like you just go around um, a, a mall and like you're just acting really suspicious, hiding around, like you would be pulled up by the security or something. Okay, yeah, I'm sure it's an organized event. <laughs> is what I'm getting at. Not, not just some guy goes oh, okay, into okay, a mall an and. Event, that's fine. <laughs> no, it'd be so like, interesting you know, if, if you took that that concept and then expanded it to like a global scale kind of like um pokemon go does with its location-based mm -hmm. stuff where you could say like oh i went on vacation in scotland and found the key that opens that door back in america that i couldn't open oh, in my house so oh. cool you know like actually having to go on global scavenger hunts like uh, and make it like you know like a really intricate sort of like lore mystery like national treasure style like you know hidden clues and stuff like that um you would have to do it in the the only way that I would agree with these, you know, like uh, big AR games. Um, you can't just have it like Pokemon Go where you just go wherever. Because I remember all the stories. I remember back when I was working at another VR website. Um, there was a story about a guy who like fell off the cliff because he was doing Pokemon yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah. Do oh, I should have laughed. Like, or people were arrested for like zombie to you know public buildings or. Well, was someone like went to a graveyard or something like that, or you know, because the yeah. Oh, they went to well, really bad place in um. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right. It could be yeah. It could be dangerous. <laughs> my uh, my other my other answer was just my troll answer, which is that I would like Digimon Go because Digimon's better than Pokemon. Is was that your was that your big <laughs> suggestion that you you wouldn't tell me before the show? Maybe. 
<laughs> literally like walking off like i'm not gonna tell you because my idea is so good i'm not gonna tell you what it is did you yeah, my good I- my good idea was the metroidvania thing the digimon <laughs> is the troll pokemon, is the ones. just like what digimon did just took pokemon and cloned it <laughs> yeah yeah and made it made it better in the process and you could have digimon <laughs> champions <laughs> World, digital world. Anyway, those are my two suggestions. If anyone else has any other suggestions, I will now be taking answers right. in the, the comments you, about how great Digimon is. A great idea I didn't think of. Magic the Gathering AR would be sick. Oh. Yeah, that would be really good. Like, because you could do it now. Like, I'm sure Tilt 5 probably has a capability already. We need to check in on Tilt 5. But, mm-hmm. um, like, what if you could buy a pack of, like, I don't know, 100 AR cards, and then you just put on the headset, and it becomes your your deck in Magic the Gathering, you know? And you could mm-hmm. just play, like, combine it with Microsoft Mesh, have the person sit in front of you, you're playing a game of, of Magic sitting across the table from somebody. That would be they really, 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 really cool. Then you could play poker, anywhere. Yeah. They would have to play special music when you've got pocket zombie. I remember when we played Magic the Gathering in a in a board game shop and these people we were playing against just kept shouting pocket zombie and taking out a zombie card from their pocket like from their little shirt pocket. You anyway, want like a yeah. little you want a you want a jingle for the pocket zombie. Yeah, there you go. Look, pocket that kind zombie? Of stuff it says it for you as you place it down. We have um, we have seen those sorts of ideas like experimented oh, yeah. with, but never the official thing. I think that'd be such cool. Like if you could still keep it to like the physical card game, but they all had like little QR codes that you could scan once. Uh huh. Yeah. So then you could just take the deck anywhere you wanted to go. Because I mean, me and yeah. Zina, we we had like a summer where we were really into Magic, and yeah. like we went to like we went to like the park to try and play it, right? But it was just complete faff at the end of the day it was very hard yeah, to, it was. Marge to was work it all out card. yeah it was disgusting oh. and so <laughs> it'd be really cool to be like be able to take it anywhere like you know just because of your headset Johnny was not happy that day <laughs> no he wasn't <laughs> <laughs> and my uh my other real suggestion that i had thought of before the show is um an ar horror game um this is something that Uh, Magic Leap was teasing and talking about back before the Magic Leap 1 came out years ago. as uh, I think they called it Ghost Girl or something like that. Um, But that's where my idea originally comes from is the the concept of a horror game where it's inside your actual home, right? You're wearing Mm -hmm. AR goggles. Um, There's a mobile app that does something like this called Night Terrors. Um, so it's kind of a similar idea, but basically the idea would be a horror game that takes place in your home where, so it knows the, you know, the layout of your house, it knows where your doors are, where locations are, and it could augment things in your environment. So it could have, you know, things come out of, of pictures or have, you know, doors like appear open or closed or, you know, have, you know, make it like PT, but AR. That's what I think would just be such an incredible experience that I, I would, you know, probably die playing it but i would i would die playing the greatest experience i've ever had so it would be worth it yeah i mean that that's where people would start getting punched in the face and whatnot but not because of <laughs> not because of that no one had been authorized to do it but because you'd start you'd start questioning what was real and Imagine attacking that. things yeah kids got their hands on that right so i remember when i was a kid we used to play a game where we would tie a scarf around our heads, cover our eyes, and then we'd have to like find each other in the house, which was just stupid and dangerous anyway. 
With AR. Yeah. Oh I, I never God. tried that. You guys were dumb. <laughs> <laughs> we were poor. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, those are my ideas. Zena, did you did you have any AR I just have ideas. stupid comments as usual. That's my, that's my only kind of mm. thing that I bring here. I remember on my phone back in like the the 2000s when AR games first started up, I loved them. I loved the heck out of like these little floating aliens that would chase around outside and and shoot. I mean, it wasn't accurate whatsoever, but that's. That's, that's my little input there. I mean, if they brought uh, the Mario AR racing game to, you know, more platforms, I, I'm still itching cool. to get my hands on them. That'd be cool. Like turning any... Yeah, you could even do it, though, without uh, without Mario and with, like, virtual carts, right? Like, yeah. And just make a, cart, a track anyway. You don't need a Switch to play on. That'd be, that'd be really cool. I mean... Do you know what? GoPro could make their own series, right? They can make a little, like, kind of oh. way cheaper version, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chuck it on, cool. like, yes. um, and have, I don't know, GoPro with scale electrics. Let's say something like that. Oh, yeah, that'd be like a little... Imagine how cool it would be like that. If, if you could put a GoPro on your head and go, like, jump off a cliff in a wingsuit and just recreate Rush, <laughs> but you're... That would be so sick. <laughs> Were you wearing an yeah. AR headset? Oh my god! You're going to be in the news. We peaked. Mike Cara just suggested Pavlov AR, which I, I think just means just shooting. Which I I don't know if I agree with Mike, but you know, yeah, just run around like this. I mean, I don't or paintball. I guess maybe you could say, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, the potential is endless, but it's it's going to be ages, yeah, right? What, like that's what was the thing. That? What was that headset that got cancelled? Was it the Lenovo one that it was like AR and VR mixed together? Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, what was it called? It was the one he did a big that. interview with them. It was at, after some conference where they showed um, like where he was, they showed him in a VR experience and his hands appeared and like inside the game and you could rearrange your living room and it would, re, it would like change the mm. map of the game to account for your furniture and stuff and I could, what what company was it? Was that Lenovo? Am I am I getting confused? It might here? have been. I can't remember. Or I Intel. Remember. It was Intel. Intel. Oh, what mm. the uh, that's the reference design they had. Yeah, oh, I can't the one they had a big now. like they had the big stage demo and like then a year later yeah. it got canceled. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I do remember that back in the yeah. I think it was Intel. Day. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's cool. We'll see what. Uh, what comes of that Pokemon thing? Um, it's going to be a while. Again, it's going to be a long, long, long time until we get the Pokemon Go of our dreams. But I think we saw hints of that, that this and week, and I think that's means. really, really cool. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. Hope you had a good time watching our show, hanging out in chat, and uh, joining us for this amazing, exciting discussion of Wraith, the Oblivion Afterlife, the climb to a slew of PSVR games. All that kind of cool, exciting stuff. Um, shout out to our members here on YouTube, our paid subscribers, including Smash Reality, our newest member yo, that yo. just joined today during today's show. Um, also, Dominique Frenchman, John Wester, B.R. Shaw, Timmy Brown, Adam Hartzell, and Andy Lim. Uh, thank Thanks, all of guys. you for being uh, Thanks, paid supporters of the channel. 
And uh, don't forget to tune into the other version of our VR download show on Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific, where we talk about VR hardware. Um, this is the game show on Thursdays, where we talk about the latest in VR gaming. And as you saw today, AR gaming sometimes too. Um, so thank you very much. If you'd like to be a sponsor, you can do that. You can put a banner right here in the middle of our in the middle of our studio yeah. below CV the TV. You can also pay us to say whatever you want. So um, if you want to pay us to say <laughs> something and do a commercial, limits. we will totally VR do is that. Dead. Um, was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> or also go to Amazon.com and look for an Upload VR t-shirt or Pop Socket. That's a great way to support us as well. Uh, so thank you very much. I hope you guys have a great, amazing day, great weekend. And uh, thank you for tuning in. We will see you all again in the future. Bye, team. Good to see you. Bye,